I feel like we're in this transition where people are becoming more aware that the way it was always done before, the way that people have always shown up as being successful, isn't the only way. Welcome to Living My Breastless Life podcast. I'm your host, HPG. On season three of the podcast, we're diving in to the helping profession. I have found that almost always there's a catalytic event that leads people to help others. You'll hear a variety of folks share what they do, why they do it, and the unique ways that they help. This season will mostly be guest interviews with some fascinating people and a few surprises for y'all along the way. So let's go. Go. On episode 46, we have guest Vanessa Redford. Vanessa is a success coach who doesn't think success is only done one way. We discuss her philosophy that no one should feel ashamed for living their own version of success. We also talk about making your 90-year-old self happy while living in the present moment. I really enjoyed my chat with Vanessa, and I think you will too. So Vanessa, tell us what you do as a success coach. A lot of it is helping my clients create a life that their 90-year-old self will be proud of, to tackle those fears, to just have a better awareness, knowing that they have permission to live their version of what a fulfilling satisfying, successful life actually is. I feel like we're in this transition where people are becoming more aware that the way it was always done before, the way that people have always shown up as being successful, isn't the only way. And so it's beautiful to be part of that process of helping people awake to what it is that they want, to feel empowered enough to go and do it. So that's what I do. It's like the best job ever. That's wonderful. What led you to doing this type of work? A fairly typical story. We go through something and then it's so profound that we want to share it. And that was pretty much it. I woke up one morning and I finally had the awareness that there has got to be another way. There has got to be better. And so I started out on a quest for what does this mean? What will it do for me? How will this benefit my life as well as the lives of other people that I come into contact with? I think that was the biggest driver for doing what I'm doing. And It just felt like it was something in one way or another that I had found myself in experiences I found myself in all throughout my life where I'd always been a mentor. I'd always fulfilled some sort of a leadership role, 
And so the light bulb just turned on is really a lot of, of what it was. I made space for the thoughts to arrive. And then from there, it was kind of off to the races. Yeah, I think for me, the the life events that led me to what I'm doing now were so significant. It's like I could no longer make things make sense the way that I had done them for the first 40 years. So I heard this person say the other day that they wanted the next 40 years of their life be better than the first. And I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, I could definitely be on board for that. Was there like a catalytic event that happened that led you like to success coaching that you would want to share, like something that sticks out? I think a lot of it was in the fears and the judgments that I had to work through. The knowing that it was okay for me to have a life that felt good, that I didn't have to struggle. And I hear so many people, and I I heard myself saying those things. It's kind of the same idea. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. There's always something holding us back. I decided that life just didn't have to be that way for me anymore. I think our greatest transformations typically come from something that is like an obstacle. Like after I quit drinking and then at 100 days sober, I got diagnosed with breast cancer and I had a one-year-old and my family wasn't traditional in any means. I'm married to a woman. We had our daughter by way of IVF. Like I was in the throes of a lot of judgment. But in that, what's on the other side of this life that we're fighting so hard to keep? Yeah, knowing what we're fighting for is something that we're not taught to be aware of. And that's why so often I think we feel lost and we start to to doubt ourselves very quickly because we don't have a foundation. That is true. I was reading my daughter a book the other day and it was the the premise of it was like having a good foundation to fall on when things get hard and having a foundation is gives you a much softer place to land. It does, especially when you have become that foundation. You are your own source of happiness and satisfaction and love and and strength when you're not seeking it outside of yourself to try to fill that void. It doesn't, you know, when you're your own source and who hits the fan because you meet yourself with so much compassion because you know who you are and you're able to see the poo that's hitting the fan as just a moment. This too shall pass. What lesson is here? You know, you look at it more as um, an opportunity or a possibility versus being a problem. Definitely. What is your approach with folks that you work with? As far as who I work with, I'm fairly open as long as people are open-minded. Being part of the queer community, you can't not be open-minded to work with me. The differentiator is that I don't focus on the past. The past happened. There's something wrong with it. If we want to make change, though, we have to focus on the, the present. What's going on right now? What do we want to be right now? What do we want to make happen right now? Because really, the future hasn't happened yet, even though we are very future focused. And it's kind of hard not to include 
futuristic vocabulary, the crux of it is it's all in the present. The past cannot help us and we can't change it. Anything that needs to be addressed is addressed in the present moment. It's how you're feeling right now. That's what we focus on. Yeah, that's true. I read a quote the other day and I actually put it on my Instagram about your future doesn't need your past's permission, mm. which landed for me so well. And as coaches, right, we we want to focus on the present and there is some futuristic stuff in the past. We can leave that to my therapist. That's what they are for. I think that's a good way to describe coaching or folks who help people in the capacity that you and I do. And when stuff keeps coming up from the past, it's obviously affecting your present. When we can look at it from that lens, then it's still going to benefit your present without wallowing in the past. There's just kind of this fine line of where some people want to go dig up stuff. And that's not necessary in order to upgrade your life. You don't have to dig up all the things that happened and, you know, bless them all and release them and, you know, do all that. Sometimes we can handle things. We can let things go without even naming them, without even knowing all of the details, you know, just kind of like a bulk release. What would you say in, in, in working with folks to find their success? Is there a theme that you've noticed? Fear. Lots and lots and lots of fear and conflict, you know, wanting to be accepted and approved of and afraid that if they are themselves, if they do follow their dreams, if they do it the way they want to do it, that they're just not going to um, be able to accomplish it or they won't be accepted. So it's almost like if I want this, I have to give up this, that either or paradox. It can be a lot. It can be hard to realize that someone you love might not support you the way that you most need them to. Letting go of how other people accept us is really important, but you get to the point where you realize that person isn't paying your bills. That person isn't living your life and having to put their head on your pillow and be able to sleep at night. So when we can really take ownership of our life and live it the way that we want and know that we are, you know, why we're doing this, who we're doing this for, you know, we don't want to be laying on our deathbed with all of these great regrets. And one of the biggest regrets is caring too much about what other people said. Yeah, I love that. I was a hospice social worker and I watched a lot of people pass away and I heard a lot of comments on true deathbed. And I was so privileged and honored to hear what people shared. And the theme is exactly what you just said. I wish I would have done the more of the things that gave me joy or spent time with my family as opposed to the corporate world or all these meetings and, you know, just the, the purpose was when they talked about missing out the most. What made me think of that too? Like I have a lot of tattoos and one of them is a big old Wednesday Adams tattoo. And people will be like, 
what are you going to do when you're 90? If I live that long, I'll be the 90-year-old with a giant Wednesday Adams tattoo on my left arm because it brought me a lot of joy. I have a lot of tattoos myself, and most of them are visible. So yeah, I've heard all of those same things. I'm just like, why do you care? How about, you know, give me your card and I will look you up in 25 years and we'll have a conversation then. It is personal and it's okay to have a personal meaning or a personal reason for doing something that is different. I was dropping my daughter off at school today and I forget I have these tattoos. You know, if as a person who has tattoos yourself, you probably don't even notice them. It's kind of like being a lesbian. Like I don't get in the car and think I'm a lesbian today. Never crosses my mind until it comes up. But somebody commented on the tattoo. They were like, oh, I like your tattoo. That's so cool. And I forgot I had it. So a lot of times we worry about what other people think and we don't even think about it. So that is my point. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many other things that we can spend our energy on. Why not make the most of the energy that you have? Like you said, focus on the things that bring you joy. Vanessa, where can folks find you if they want to learn about success as they define it and make their 90-year-old self proud while staying in the present? Where can folks find you? The best place is my website. It's my name, VanessaRedford.com, just like Robert Redford, but no, we're not related. And then I'm on the socials, so you can find me on YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. If you want to really take ownership and explore the next level, visit my website, vanessaredford.com and apply for a chat. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breathless Life. Head over to Instagram and follow According to HPG to stay connected to the show. Go get your mammograms.